Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. And you guys know what to do at this point. You know what I'm going to say. If you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show, send me an email, upstateunconventional at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Instagram, upstate underscore unconventional. Guys, we have an awesome show. This episode is great. I've got my new buddy, Jeff, from the Shadow Band podcast on. And uh, it's a banger. It's a banger of an episode. We go over probably 20 different topics. He's, he's had topic topics. <laughs> he's had some wild paranormal experiences. And then we just we talk about everything from synchronicities to chemtrails to Anunnaki. I don't know. I mean, it, we go all over the place. It's a great episode. So definitely give it a listen and go check out Jeff's show, The Shadow Band Podcast. Uh, he's on all the major platforms. He's on Instagram and all that stuff. But check out his website, shadowbandpodcast.com. And uh, he's got some sweet merch on there too. I just saw he's got a Let's Go Brandon hat. So definitely go check his stuff out. It's a great show. He's had some big names on there. He just had Matt Landman on there uh, one or two episodes ago. So yeah, send Jeff some love. He's got an excellent podcast. And uh, enjoy our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. Tonight we have a very special guest. I have Jeff from the Shadow Band podcast, and he is Shadow Band. <laughs> I think I am too. <laughs> so the name is very fitting. But uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm actually really happy to be here with you, man. I've listened to quite a few of your episodes, and uh, you know, like I was telling you before, it's it's interesting to hear your voice when I'm not just listening to it, but I get to talk to it now. So it's pretty cool. It's the same. And I, you know, I was listening to your episode with uh, Crow777 earlier today. I was mm. trying to catch up on a few of them, and you guys were going over some interesting stuff there. But before we dive into anything too deep, I want you to introduce yourself to my audience and just tell them a little bit about your show and how you got into podcasting. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm the host of uh, Shadow Band Podcast. The name pretty much speaks for itself. We talk about all the stuff you're not really supposed to talk about in today's censored world um you know we started off just kind of doing conspiracies me and my cousin i'll just give you the backstory I, my cousin's husband um they had a, their own podcast called coffee with creamer and it's just kind of a lighthearted podcast you know no particular agenda there and one day i saw him post a video of him talking by himself for an hour so I commented and I'm like, hey, man, I'll talk to you for an hour, you know, and I went over and did a whole hour, hour and a half on breaking down like a nutshell of all the conspiracies, you know, between Project Blue Beam, you know, the Saturn moon matrix, all of it. And uh, it was received well enough right off the bat that we decided to turn it into its own show. And uh, that's kind of where the birth of Shadow Band podcast came from. In the first 10 episodes was me red pilling them, you know, just giving them the deepest of the deep that I had to offer. And now that I kind of woke them up to a, a good level now, now we just kind of do current events, you know, uh, get guests on, you know, so it's, it's a little bit of everything now. So, yeah, that's awesome. See, this is something I always kind of struggle with is like, how much red pill do you give someone to start with? And, <laughs> I, you know, I've been talking with like Matt from The Great Deception and 
you know, I've been trying to maybe put together like, and if you could get in on this too, like maybe like a, a starter course, like a one-on-one conspiracy one-on-one, like where do you jump right in with people? Cause you can't go straight to, you know, the Queens of reptilian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is hard to like talk about a lot of it when you're talking to normies for sure. Luckily, because we were doing a podcast, you know, based on the concept of conspiracies, they were kind of stuck with me for an hour, two hours every every week. You know what I mean? It was it wasn't a matter of them being able to just shut it out and tune me out. You know, we were doing a show, so they kind of had to sit there and listen to it. And while I would talk to Jade, who's my cousin, about whatever crazy stuff I was talking about, her husband would be in the back on the computer you know, looking things up and every few minutes you can kind of hear before we got him a microphone. If you listen close in those old episodes, you can hear him turn around and say, whoa, dude, you know, like, <laughs> and he was picking up what I was putting down and it was kind of cool, you know, to see them just shatter paradigms quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. It reminds me of like that scene from uh, the Watchmen where it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here. <laughs> yeah, man, pretty much. And you know, it, it's cool, man. Like, it's cool to see somebody grow in that way. You know, I'm, I like, I take a little bit of pride in knowing that I woke up somebody, especially in my family, somebody that I love and care about to see them, you know, wake up that quickly. But that's what it comes down to, man. If you can just set your, your paradigms and your dogmas aside and do a little research, you know, people listen to me. And, and if I say something that sounds crazy, like Alex Jones might do, but if you just stop and look it up, you'll see that there is a connection there, you know what I mean? And people need to do that. Yeah. And that's like, you know, cause when I first started getting into it, I was like, you know, the, the guy on the street with the sign, like the end is near, you know, I just <laughs> wanted to tell everyone. And I've just learned now it's like, I'll just float an idea out there. Like Sam talked to like my mother-in-law or something. I'll just float something out there and then, you know, plant that seed. She'll start looking it up. And then like a couple days later, she'll be like, Oh my God, you were right. <laughs> like, yeah. Huh? You know, and it it does feel good, you know, just to like, and, and I'm not like trying to convert people. I'm not trying to do anything. You know, you live your life, do what you got to do, but you just can't live in like this, like sheep blindness, you know, where you just don't question anything. Like we, we should be questioning everything. I mean, that's what science is, you know, and not that conspiracies are always science, but it's like, we need to literally question everything and constantly be trying to improve ourselves, you know? Yeah. So so when did you start getting into conspiracies? Oh, man, I've been I've been a conspiracy nut for, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. Um, A long time. Anybody who's who knows me in my personal life going back to like high school, you know, I was just always the conspiracy guy. And that's just kind of the world I live in. I, I didn't really watch TV or, you know, I just started watching Netflix recently. Don't ask me why, but, you know, I got into it. You know, I, I'd much rather watch crazy YouTube videos back when you could watch crazy YouTube videos and they weren't all deleted. So it's just something I've always been into, man. Yeah. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm 32. I'm almost 33. All right. So we're not too far apart because uh, I was like right around I graduated in 09. And that's when you started kind of hearing like, at least for me, it was like you started hearing people talk about oh 9-11 was an inside job or you started hearing the phrase illuminati coming out and i'm sure it was obviously out before that but that's when i started kind of hearing it and then by like 2011 i started looking into the stuff and was still kind of on the fence and then ancient aliens came into my life and that kind of sent me on this you know quest to do that 
and then uh you know it was like you know uh everything's a lie aliens built this and I, I went pretty you know balls deep into the ancient aliens thing and then i had a weird ass paranormal experience i'm sure you've probably heard it before so i mm. won't go over it again but and i just started questioning everything and it brought me down this like spiritual you know rabbit hole that led me to the bible that led me to the hebrew roots movement and all this stuff so is your story like uh what was your story yeah i mean it was pretty similar i think films like um zeitgeist loose change you know all those older 9-11 uh documentaries i guess is what you call them like those were some of the first things that really opened my eyes to stuff um also like i got into david ike quite early in this so i was listening to him talk about the reptilians and you know the the moon matrix stuff you know a long time ago and then I think the biggest thing for me, honestly, was uh, the marijuana conspiracy, you know, like how big pharma and big paper shut down marijuana back in the days for profits, you know, and, you know, years ago when you started hearing like California and Colorado starting to use it as medical stuff, I was like, wait a minute. So there really is, you know, medical reasons. Why would they shut it down? So th like between those three things, you know, 9-11, David Icke also alex jones and marijuana man those things really just made me question everything and from there i just got sucked in really hard <laughs> yeah no, and that's the thing it's addicting because you just it, it's like a roller coaster you know you just start going down the rabbit hole and, and then you know back like you said when youtube was you know legitimate you could just you could start with like anything nine eleven and then you're down this crazy mm -hmm. whole like giants were roaming the earth and i i tend to believe that there were giants here i i think there's enough evidence and enough suppressed evidence to prove that but yeah man it's it's really interesting um the, the marijuana thing too like when i found that out it was like everyone was growing hemp back in the day mm -hmm. <laughs> this shit's crazy yeah but... george washington was a weed farmer bro like that i was like what like how does how does it get sh the kibosh put on it if freaking george washington had it you know it's like it's wild yeah it's all about the money man just it was it's because the reason is right like refresh me it's because hemp is like expensive to process right and it kind of um no actually well a little bit but i think if i remember correct i haven't gotten into this in, in a long time but i believe they some guy invented a machine that like processed hemp quickly and efficiently and it threatened to put the paper, big paper, right? Call them big paper. Mm -hmm. Threatened to put big paper out of business. So obviously the billionaires of the time who were invested in paper, um, you know, they put out all the propaganda and they funded all the stuff and lobbied con Congress and everybody else. And they just, you know, got it put on the uh, on the no-no list so that they can keep making their billions for another hundred years or whatever. Sounds a lot like big pharma, <laughs> but we're not going to dive too deep into that. Um, you were telling me on uh, through Instagram that uh, you had a couple, not so much paranormal experiences, but I, I would bet you probably have had a few paranormal, but um, some spiritual stuff, right? Yeah, man. I This whole conspiracy thing, it kind of like Sam Tripoli says, and everybody always quotes him for this, is, you know, conspiracy leads to spirituality. Um, that rings very, very true to me. And I don't know if I've ever had any paranormal experiences. I don't know. Could you call like dream 
experiences paranormal or is that totally different thing? No, I, I consider dreams paranormal. I, most of my paranormal experiences were, um, during episodes of sleep paralysis and Mm. lucid dreaming and things like that. So, uh, you know, not every dream I would consider a paranormal experience. Although when you think about it, it's like you sleep about a third of your life. If you're an average person, I don't obviously, but, (laughs) uh, and you just see these images in your head. And sometimes there's so detailed, like there's just no way I believe that it's just your, your brain processing images you've seen. I just don't buy the science. I think it could work, you know, but I don't know. I've had too many weird dreams. So, yeah, I would definitely consider dreams to be kind of on that cusp of like paranormal where it could it could definitely be paranormal or like just I don't know. What, what were your dreams? Let's let's go over them and see. If yeah, man. Know. Well, the reason I ask is because actually um, what day was it? It was thursday of last week so not even a week ago i had my first like real nightmare in a long time and i think i had some kind of sleep paralysis when i woke up from it but uh, basically and i don't really remember the whole dreaming how dreams are you forget them pretty quick but in the dream um my memories were being tweaked with so i had to put my dog down recently and in the dream the dog was still alive, but there was like a clone of the dog as well with a different name. And like, I was confused by which one was which. And then there was some people in the dream. It was kind of the same thing. I, I couldn't tell who was who. So that was kind of throwing me off. But at some point in the dream, there was a banging on a door. And I think I was in my house or somebody's house. And I go to the door and I open it. And two kids, like, I don't know, 12 year old kids come running out of the door in a panic. And you know, so I stop. Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? And they're frantically telling me he's keeping us in a tunnel. We're in, we're stuck in the tunnel. So I was like, what? You're stuck in the tunnel, right? That's weird. So I look in the doorway and as I look, there's this tall, muscular, bald headed, gray looking monster. Like I, I would say like a zombie or like a demon figure running full sprint straight at the door that I was holding open. So I shut the door in the dream and I'm trying to hold it closed. And of course it bursts through the door and it's standing a a foot away from me maybe. And it's probably 10 feet tall and it's kind of hunched down, putting its face right in my face. And it speaks to me without using its mouth. Um, I can't remember what it said, but I asked it, you know, what do you want? What do you, you know, why are you keeping these kids in this tunnel? And it says, uh, my father needs them. My father needs them. So I, who's your father. And then at that moment, it lets out like this deep guttural, like a, like a death metal guttural scream, you know, like a pig squeal type, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that moment I woke up and when I woke up, I felt a, a tugging on my blanket down by my foot which obviously freaked me out right so i reached over i grabbed my handgun i rack around and i sit up and at that moment i actually woke up in the same position that i thought i woke up originally so it was like i had two wake-ups and in the first wake up something was tugging on my blanket and then i actually wake up and there was nothing there and it took me about 30 seconds in the real wake up the second one to be able to physically move my body to then grab the gun 
and then check to make sure that nothing was really going on. So it was really weird. That's why. So you in the you were still sleeping when you grabbed your gun and right. Yeah, man, I've had I've had multiple uh, dreams where that's happened. Not not grabbing the gun, but just like where you wake up and then you wake up again. I've had one where I, I, I had it two times I woke up in the dream and then the third time I finally woke up in my bed but that's pretty wild man I've had a lot of dreams with tunnels too and I, I do believe that there is some credibility to like the hollow earth theory and we can get into some of that later but the um that that creature being able to speak without moving its mouth that's uh, you hear that a lot with like Bigfoot too people talk mm-hmm. about like mind speak and I, I think, you know, we can get into Bigfoot later as well, but now that was, that's a bizarre dream, man. And there's anytime you wake up and this is just my opinion and through experience, anytime you wake up in a dream and something's either tugging at you or you're kind of paralyzed or you don't fully, you know, wake up there's, you're in a different dimension, I think, or you're in an alternate like reality. And that's, that's really bizarre, man. So yeah, it freaked me out, man. I, I, you know, I live in an RV, so I got up, I turned all the lights on in the RV and I just sat in bed, you know, with gun in hand for like two straight hours, just staring down the, the length of the RV because I was really spooked. And uh, I end up having to watch the Dave Chappelle special to like calm down and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I've had nightmares, right? And you wake up and you're like, holy shit, that was crazy. And then I have those experiences where you wake up and, and there's like a physical effect on your body and your adrenaline's pumping. It's like pure fight or flight. And yeah, there's something to that, man. And the other thing too, you said was the, the pig squeal, the, the death metal pig squeal. I've had so many encounters with like dreams ending in like with a, with paralysis and some type of shadow figure in the room or on top of me. And it's like, as soon as I make eye contact, that it almost sounds like a leaf blower, some heavy metal pig squeals. It's, it's crazy, dude. And it like stuns you. It's almost like a, like an infrasound type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And the tugging on the blanket by my foot, that's what really tripped me out, you know, like, because that first not real wake up, you know, like it was so real, you know, to me, I, I really thought I woke up, you know, everything was as it is in this reality including something tugging at my foot so it was just like it was really trippy it was really mind-blowing that was the first time that something like that's ever happened to me and i kind of think because i actually quit smoking weed like two months ago so i've been having like really vivid dreams lately Mm -hmm. so part of me was just like oh dude you know your mind is just you know you haven't had dreams in years so maybe you're just overloading plus i that night I had recorded an episode for my second show, uh, infinite rabbit hole. And we did a movie review on the ritual. So I think that maybe I freaked myself out with that, uh, ritual review. I haven't seen the ritual. It is. Does it have things tugging on the bed or anything like that? No, but the, the monster, I don't want to ruin it for you, but basically it has the ability to like, uh, manipulate minds and perceptions and that kind of thing. So it was weird. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, because again, I I always kind of border on that, like, that fine line. Is it, is it your subconscious things you're seeing? But 
I mean, we can get into the subconscious too. Like how much shit do we see all the time? Like through programming, through, you know, whatever that we don't know we're actually seeing. And, and I'm pretty sure, was it on uh I think it was your episode with Crow 777. You were saying like how um, movies used to be like 24 frames per second. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're all just still images and they would just put like, what was it? A phallic symbol in, in every like second and people, it was arousing them in the crowds. Right. Yep. Something like that. So yeah, that's, I don't know, but it just makes me wonder too, like, does that stuff that they put on you like the, the, in the subconscious, is that turning it into a reality? Are they man like not manifesting? It's like summoning something into your subconscious. That is a real physical being. I don't know. I could go with that, honestly, because I do believe there is like a level of um, things being I'll use the word manifest just because that's the easiest term. But I I think that things do get this reality when enough people, you know, know or believe in something that it it does become true on some level. So, you know, I think, you know, if millions of people see some subliminal messaging in movies, then I'm sure that somehow some way something is manifested in reality you know what i mean yeah and like even like the concept of like satan the devil you know it's kind of like an egregore but if enough people believe in it does it become true it's it's always an interesting thought that i have yeah what are your thoughts on that like so let's let's kind of go into the spirituality i don't want to fully dismiss the dream because i do think that that's fascinating but what are your thoughts on like the the spirit i don't want to Let's say religion. Do you believe in like the devil and things like that? You know, it's interesting because for a long time, I I didn't. You know, I was very, uh, I don't know if I was atheist or agnostic. I never really labeled myself, but I was very like anti-religion. I didn't believe in God or or Satan or anything like that um, for years and years and years. And then again, getting deeper into the conspiracy world, I started to develop uh, a sense that there is some supernatural or, or divine uh, presence of some kind out there. And, you know, I think that it's, it's tricky because, you know, Satan or Lucifer or whatever name you want to put on these beings, I think they're all different. You know what I mean? I'm personally under the belief. Uh, are, are you familiar with Yalda Bayoth? You ever heard that name before? Is that have anything to do with like uh bail? uh i'm not sure i've never really dug into if there's a connection there but basically the idea is like the demiurge um saturn or whatever you know yaldabaoth is like this creature this entity that thinks it's god um it has no perception of the god above it so it thinks it's like the ultimate god figure and it controls all the archons that control all the you know, lesser and lesser entities down, you know, to us eventually. So I do believe that there is some form of, hate to use the word evil, but, you know, a dark entity out there that people might have labeled, you know, these different names like Satan or Lucifer, things like that. So I I do believe in it. I just don't believe it in the sense of like organized religion, I guess. Yeah, no, I, 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 I tend to agree with you there too, because well, there's always that, like, the atheists will always say, well, who created God, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
so like my thought is kind of like there there is this one divine creator and there has to be a duality to it you know like the yin and yang so there has to be a a negative to it right Mm -hmm. but yeah but yeah no i I, because then you start getting into like the book of enoch and stuff like that too so are these just like the fallen angels and were, were they actually like beings or were they like like kind of going off the saturn thing because that's something i gotta get more into but like were the fallen angels just like the stars the planets things like that and these are all just stories that are explaining different forces in the universe or whatever so yeah yeah i think personally that you know when i think of god for instance um you know and a lot of religions and a lot of people they'll kind of uh diminish that idea down to like you know, the earth or, or something like that. And for me, you know, it's, it encompasses all of the universe, you know, like time and everything is within, you know, this creation that we live in. So, you know, you'll hear like, uh, creationists say like the earth was created 6,000 years ago. And for me, I'm just like, well, you know, it's just limiting the abilities of whatever God is out there. I think that the universe itself was probably created, by something and all of the stories that we hear of fallen angels and archons and these kinds of things, those are just other entities within the creation that we've written stories about. And I don't think that any human beings have any true knowledge of like the ultimate architect of the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think I heard you talk about the architect and this is a good segue because I, I, who were you? What show did I listen to of yours on the the God podcast? Maybe you were talking about. Yeah, Godcast. Yeah, the Godcast. I listened to that one last night, and you were t- saying how you saw the face of the architect in the clouds, right? Um, no, that was Todd. Um, no, that was okay. Yeah, Todd saw the face of God in the in the clouds. I saw it in a mushroom trip. Okay, well, let's jump right into that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I've only told this story one other time. It was on that episode. But yeah, it was really crazy, man. I, you know, and I've done psychedelics throughout my life and I've had all kinds of wild experiences. Some of them like really what you might call divine experiences. But the, I had a mushroom trip a little over a year ago. Um, I went to somebody's house who I'd never met before, which is a big no, no when you're doing that kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I ate these mushrooms and dude i don't even know what happened man i i was just in complete nirvana complete bliss you know total ecstasy the whole time and i had my eyes shut you know it was dark so i was just doing the whole darkness trip type situation and in that i was every time the waves would hit me um sacred geometric patterns they almost look like neon lights that were morphing like a kaleidoscope were kind of coming out of me and once they would get four or five feet out in front of me, I could see a face and it didn't look like your typical like Jesus face or anything like that. But I could sense that whatever face of that being was that I was seeing was like ultimate love. I, I felt so comfortable. I was physically reaching my arms out. You know what I mean? Like I caught myself a couple times. Like, why are my arms reaching out for a hug? You know, like it was that and capturing to me and at the same time the girl that i was tripping with 
was on the opposite end of the spectrum. She was arched back, speaking in tongues, blah, 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 all crazy. And she was like fighting off the succubus or something. I don't even know. And normally that would freak me out. But because I was completely engulfed in whatever this, you know, I, I use the word architect because I watch the Matrix movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking at the architect and that just had me so consumed in love that her demonic possession had no effect on me and that was just like really like uh transforming for me i guess is the word you know yeah that's fast i i've never done psychedelics so i've always been too afraid to do it but um that's that's crazy so this girl is like legitimately tripping out having a bad trip and yeah so i almost wondered do you think because like you said that's a no-no you never just trip at a random place with a random person and she's having this wild experience do you think it was just some kind like the architect or god the divine love just censoring you from like keeping you safe and like you know there's a lot of crazy shit going on right now but you're just gonna look at me and i'm gonna you know you're not gonna be a part of that yeah i think that i was being protected on a level because you know, she was off to my left. And um, although all those beautiful colors were out in front of me and coming out of me and all that stuff in my left peripheral, it was like a dark, like a, almost like a shadow, you know what I mean? Like the whole left peripheral was just like in a dark haze. So I do believe that there was some form of a dark entity or energy over there consuming her. Um, And yeah, I think that I was just kind of being protected or being consumed by this light that it had literally no effect on me you know what i mean like i I wasn't scared normally i would have been terrified even if i wasn't tripping and that was happening i'd been terrified but uh yeah I, i felt totally fine the whole time and the next morning when I woke up, I was just like, wow, that was amazing. And I grabbed my shit and I left her house. I didn't even say bye. Cause I was like, I, whatever you're dealing with, I don't want anything to do with it. You know what I mean? Whatever, uh, entities were attached to her or negativity was attached to her. I was like, I'm out of here. So that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's, that's fascinating. Cause I, I've had experiences where like, we've been in like shady ass situations or I've been in sketchy situations and whatever. And it's always like, I always feel like there's like some kind of like ball of white light kind of just like letting me walk through this and not be totally affected by it. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes you get consumed by the negativity, but that's wild. So how, how did you know you were looking at God? Like, was it just the feeling of love and like, what did the face look like? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I was looking at God or the architect or whatever. I, I have mm-hmm. no way to know that for sure. But I just assume I I assume that's what it was because of the amount of love and comfort that I had during that situation and how profound the whole experience was for me. Um, I just assume that it must have been, you know, a very high level, high frequency being. So even if it wasn't like the architect, it was definitely... Mm-hmm you know, some kind of high frequency that I was interacting with for sure. So I don't, I don't really know, but the face kind of looked like what you would think Jesus would look like, but not like your typical picture of Jesus. Like I was saying, it wasn't the Pope's son that we all think of. Uh, It was 
a Middle Eastern bearded man, but it wasn't very defined. You know what I mean? It was a, it was morphing geometric patterns, but I could kind of make out, you know, this bearded figure out in front of me. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. And I, I've had weird dreams too before, and this has only happened like once or twice, and it's only been like a quick flash. But I've seen like just, it, I mean not to sound arrogant or anything like that, but it almost looked like me, but it wasn't me. It was just like, cause I'm, I'm a little bit darker too, but it was just like a, a middle Eastern dude with green eyes. And it was just like a flash of that in a dream before. And I've always wondered like, who was that? You know, like I've never seen this person before, but short hair, didn't have the long hair or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I don't have any further explanation. It's just happened in one or two dreams where there's been negativity. And then I've seen like this person with the green eyes and I don't know. I, I always wondered, was that like Jesus or what people think was Jesus? Uh, it's, it's fascinating to me. Well, that's really interesting. You say that. Cause I think that a lot, when I think about this, this trip, um, <clears throat> I think that a lot, was that just uh, a projection of myself? Cause you know, I have a beard. So I always wonder, like, was that just like a projection of me out in front of me that I was seeing and I was just loving myself? Because at that time in my life, I had just gone through a divorce and like things were just not going well in my life. And I wonder if, you know, I was kind of projecting the the positive aspects of myself out for me to reach out to. And then since that day, you know, I've been living a life full of synchronicities and and all of these things like life has just been blissful since then, you know, for a million reasons. So I do wonder if I was doing that whole thing. Cause you know, the idea of like uh, one consciousness or like the universe is consciousness and we're just like some form of antenna that are just perceiving this. There's a, there's a document out there called the analysis and assessment of gateway process. Are you familiar with that? Uh, no, Let's I'm going to send in. that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. send that to you because it's it's wild stuff. But in that document, it's declassified Army Intel document. They explain that the universe is a hologram. Oh, okay, he, yes, I, I have heard of this before, but I've never yeah, read it. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, but the universe is a hologram, and the human mind is also a hologram that decodes, essentially, the universal hologram to give us what we perceive as consciousness. So it's the same idea that the universe is consciousness and we're just physical beings, you know, playing out a role, you know, like the consciousness wants to experience human existence. So it could have been me that I was seeing and I was just tuning into a higher frequency of myself. And then that led me on a better path, you know? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And, and, you know, I don't think it's like arrogant to say that at all. You know, a lot of people will talk about like, you are, you know, they'll say you're a God or you're, you're a, you're a spiritual being having a human experience and things like that. But I, I believe that for sure. I mean, that that's, that's a very interesting way to look at that. And I, I'm going to kind of apply that to like, those flashes I've seen in my dreams before, too. Mm-hmm. But um, you mentioned manifesting. And uh, synchronicities and stuff. Now, I was just on a show with uh, Ryan from Dangerous World. Great episode. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it was a good episode. It was not what I expected at all. You know, it was very cool. And uh, we got a little personal there. So it was, it was fun. Um, but he asked me a question and I've still been thinking about it. 
since last week, he said, what is the difference between a synchronicity and a coincidence? Now, I've always been a guy that's like, I don't believe in coincidence. Nothing's coincidence. But and I kind of thought about it, like there are some things that are just maybe coincidence, like, you know, you're wearing the same color shirt as someone or you meet someone with the same name and there's no real significance behind that. So I'm going to ask you the same question. What do you think is the difference between a synchronicity and a coincidence? That is a deep question. Um, personally, I, I'm the same. I don't necessarily believe in coincidences on a grand scale. And I think you're right. I think that coincidences do happen because it's like the law of probability. You know, you're going to run into things that are coincidence. However, I think when you recognize something as more than a coincidence, that it is more than a coincidence. You know, we're very intuitive beings. So I believe when something happens and you your first instinctual thought is, whoa, this is a synchronicity or whoa, this is a manifestation of, of something that I put out into the universe. I think that that first initial instinctual reaction of that is because it's true. So yeah, if I'm wearing the same color shirt as you, probably a coincidence. If I literally speak out to the universe one day and say, man, I would love to you know, talk to whoever, like I have a lot of examples that I use in my show. Um, Sam Tripoli is one that I use a lot just because a lot of people know who he is, especially in this community. But I used to listen to, I still do, but you know, I listen to tinfoil hat all the time, every episode, right. I'm on it. And, you know, I'd listen to it for years and I would always be like, yo man, I wish I could just jump in and say this point, you know, they missed this point or like they got this a little off. I wish I could just hop in there and just, you know, everybody does that when you listen to a podcast, you wish you mm -hmm. could say something. And, you know, one day when I first started this podcast, I did it sh solely out of inspiration from like Sam Tripoli. And I would say out loud, like, man, I would love to, you know, get on that level, talk to Sam one day. And then one day, Joe from Legit Bat uh, podcast hit me up. And from there, I was on Sam Tripoli's show, talking to Sam Tripoli. And I was like, that's not a coincidence. You know, that's a, that's a synchronicity or a manifestation, one of the two. Yeah, well, I think it's both. So, like, you, you put it out with that intention. Because with, with manifestation, and I know that phrase is, like, got a lot of, like, foofy woo-woo shit attached to it, you know? Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, it, it's the only real word to kind of get this point across. But when you speak it out or you put that intention into it, like you started this podcast with the intention to eventually, and, and not solely the intention to speak to Sam, but like it was an inspiration. You were doing this to get your point across, to, you know, talk about these things that your, your life is consumed with and it, it happened. And that's not a coincidence, man, that it is, you manifested it for sure you put it out there and the universe was like, yeah, no, you have points you need to make. And it happened. I, mm -hmm. I really believe that. Um, yeah. Do you want to, let's jump into a little more, some more synchronicities. Cause I've got a million of them too, man. So I want to hear some wild ones or, yeah, or not man. wild ones, you know, just anything that's like just too coincidental to be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a few big ones uh, that happened to me in the last year. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like most people in this community. I, I've always wanted to have the tiny house or like an RV lifestyle. You know what I mean? Everybody's got that little dream in the back of their mind. They, they want to do that. And, you know, I would say it all the time. I'd watch the documentaries and I'd be like, oh, that'd be so cool. I wish I could have an RV and all this stuff. So um, 
last year I go through this divorce, right? And, you know, in moving back to Orlando, you know, I called my mom, of course, let her know, hey, I'm coming back to Orlando and I'm going to go rent a room with this guy and da, 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 da. And she's like, oh, okay. She calls me back five minutes later and she says, you know, I was thinking I got all this property. What if I just put an RV on it for you to live on? And I was like, wow. So here I am living in an RV, something that I spoke out into the universe many times. And I didn't pursue that. It just kind of fell into my lap. You know what I mean? And same with the uh, the girl that I'm dating now. You know, I would say after my divorce, I'd be like, man, I wish I could just meet a specific type of girl, you know, and I had all these parameters in my mind that I'd be like, ah, I wish she was like this and this and this. And sure enough, this girl just comes walking into my life out of out of the out of nowhere out of nothing you know what i mean the exact parameters that i'm looking for shows up and it's been great you know and there's uh i'm a musician and there's this guitar processor that i've always wanted you know but i always say man i want that but it's too expensive so i can't you know i'm not going to spend the money on it. i always tell myself i'm not going to buy it because i don't need it that bad and it's expensive and lo and behold somebody who had one hits me up and says hey man I'll get this one to you for like super dirt cheap. And I was like, wow, dude, like how does that even happen? And I'm not pursuing it. You know what I mean? It just kind of falls into my lap, you know, after putting it out into the universe. There's a lot of those, man. It happens all yeah. the time for me now. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat, dude. And it's always like, I think if you obsess over something, I, there's like this fine line, you, you, you're grateful for it. I, a lot of people talk about gratitude, but it's like this fine line where you put it out there. Like, Oh, I, I would like this. It's not so much that I need it right this minute. I don't need it right now. I just would like it. Like just the other day, I was like talking to my wife and we were, I was like, I just need like a little stupid dresser to put, I have some shit down in the basement. I just need to keep all this stuff together, you know? And we're driving like a week later to drop my son off at school. And there's just a perfect chat, like exactly how I envisioned it, kind of like beaten up and stuff. And it was just sitting on the side of the road. Someone was throwing it away. I was like, I got to take it. And it's like dumb little shit like that that just constantly happens. I just think it's almost like I think it and it comes like I don't even have to say it sometimes. It's it's wild, dude. Yeah, man. And and another one that happened recently, Um, I was at work and I got back to the shop, you know, park the truck and all that stuff. And there was this little puppy husky outside. One of the office ladies was, you know, walking this little puppy husky outside. And, you know, like everybody, I joked with my my partner at work and i was like oh that's don't be looking at my dog bro you know that's my dog i'm gonna get that dog right there it, and i personally honestly thought it was the lady's dog you know obviously i wasn't gonna get the dog but mm. i spoke it out i was like oh man i want that dog man that'd be awesome two days later my sister who also lives on my mom's property adopted the dog so now it's essentially my dog it's here you know on property with me i, I see it every single day and it's like wow man like i didn't call nobody pushed for that i just spoke it out and was like man i want that puppy right there and two days later i basically have that puppy you know that's it's weird that's, it's weird that's it never yeah and it never really goes the way you think exactly you know like it's not my puppy but it is essentially in my care for the most part like this rv isn't quite the tiny home that i was hoping to have but it's damn close you know and it's and, a start you know exactly yep and that's, I was just saying too, like, that's the synchronicity with the dogs. And, you know, I'm sorry if everyone's heard this story already, but me and my wife had the same thing. We had, we got this dog, we had to put our dog down back in February. 
we got a German Shepherd in April. And he's a great dog, but he was very anxious and wild. And we, were, we just said it one day. We were like, I think he needs a sibling. And this lady that watches him, we just kind of like mentioned it to her casually, like um, two months ago in passing. We were like, hey, you know, if you hear of anyone that needs, you know, has a dog or a dog needs a home or whatever. And we just put it out there. And then like literally last week, she's like, I got this little German shepherd. She's four months old and she needs a home. <laughs> and now we have two German shepherds. It's freaking crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Put it out there and it'll come. That I mean, that's the idea of like a dream board. You know, you ever see people do dream boards before? Yep. Or vision boards or whatever vision they call boards. it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. You know, you, you put it out there or people write it down. People will write down on a piece of paper what it is that they're looking for. And, you know, that's another form of putting it out there. And a lot of the times people claim to get it almost exactly what they're looking for. But then there is that other that caveat that's be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And it might not be exactly the way you were hoping. You know what I mean? Right. So. And that's like the uh, the story of the monkey's paw, you know, mm-hmm. yep. where he's going to get that money, but it's not the way he wanted it to happen. And I, I don't know, man, it's so crazy because it, like it goes into like my, my brain goes to like magic is like, are we doing magic and are we casting spells like by writing this stuff down? Is it like putting it out there? And I always think about that because so many times if I write it down, it comes true you know? And yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, I used to really think that a lot and you know, the word magic has a lot of like negative connotations to it from a lot of people. So people are afraid to do things or like practice magic or, or practice rituals or anything like that. I'm one of them. I don't, I don't play with that stuff because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Um, but I kind of more lean towards the idea, like I was saying before that, you know, the universe is a hologram. Your mind is a hologram decoding that hologram. So, you know, we're literally just playing out almost like a, a play in this reality. You know what I mean? And if there's something that you truly want, you put the intention and the gratitude out even before you have it. Like those things tend to manifest themselves in the 3D realm that we live in, you know, and I don't really know how to quantify that because I'm not an expert in the stuff, but the more I hear people talk about it and the more I read about that kind of thing, it just, it resonates and it makes a lot of sense to me. So I usually go with my gut feeling on that. And that's kind of what I think is happening. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's just, I don't know. And again, like that kind of goes back to like, are you in tune to it? Cause like, I, I've, I've talked about this with like Janet before from deplorable nation. It's like, I feel like everyone in this community is very much in tune almost empathic in a way like we you have to kind of have this intuition to to see through the bullshit you know mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll just ask you too do you think you have any of those tendencies like obviously you just described a bunch of shit so i would say yeah but what are your thoughts on that yeah man and i don't i don't want to sound uh arrogant or anything like that but i'm very intuitive um and i didn't know that i was very intuitive until i started paying attention to it but i personally believe that every human being is intuitive you know what i mean and i think that the reason like you're saying that most of the people in this community uh recognize it more is because most of the people in this community take the extra steps to keep their body clean keep their mind clean you know, uh, 
expand our mind with research and things like that. So because of those aspects, we're more inclined to be able to get in touch with our intuitive selves. Whereas the normies, right, they're out there eating McDonald's and drinking sodas all day. And, you know, so they're cluttered up, their minds are clogged. So they're not going to be able to get in touch with themselves on that level. Like we are as cleaner humans, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's an interesting point too, because this is a kick I've been on now since July is just completely redoing my whole diet, redoing everything. We, I'm sure you've heard this already and my audience has heard this and they're sick of me saying it, but we found out my son was, has celiac disease. So we got rid of all the gluten and everything's organic now, you know, as best we can. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm only drinking distilled water. And like I said, I don't know if we recorded it, but I told you I drank a soda like two weeks ago and it tasted good, but I felt like shit, dude. I felt mm-hmm. like absolute shit from one little can of Pepsi. And I'm like, never again, just never again. And uh, so what are you doing to uh, keep your temple clean? You know, yeah, get rid of all the shit. Yeah, I'm not perfect by any means. I mean, I have my vices, you know, I, I, I vape still, you know, I so I got that vice that I'm trying to get rid of. Um, I'm drinking a seltzer water right now, like I was telling you before. However, I drink not many at all. Like it's not something I drink often. It's once in a blue moon. I'll crack one open to give myself some flavor, I guess. But I take um, athletic greens every morning. First thing I drink is a thing of athletic greens. Um, you know, I take vitamin D every day. I do all your basic vitamin, mineral mm-hmm. supplementation and stuff. I drink hella water. Um, I'm on the liquid IV kick, so I'll be drinking liquid IVs all day long. Um, sleep is a big thing. I've started taking naps. You know, I'm an old man, 33 years old almost, so I got to take my old man naps and I'm getting sleep. But I think the biggest thing for me, honestly, is being in this RV out in the woods. So I'm not surrounded by all the dirty electricity, right? I'm not getting bombarded with 5G signals and all that kind of stuff, uh, all of my stuff is hardwired to my router. So I'm not getting blasted with Wi-Fi signals. And I think that those things help a lot. I also wear um, some of Matt Landman's gear, the Sparrow protection clothing gear. So it's like silver lined things, mm-hmm. you know, to protect my brain and all that. I I rock a pendant that's EMF blocking. So I'm doing all those things to kind of keep those negative frequencies, those at least the, you know, man-made dirty electricity off of me as much as possible. Yeah. And I've noticed too, like, I, and I'm not perfect with this at all, but I, I really try to sh- put my pl- uh, phone in like airplane mode every mm-hmm. time I go to sleep. And if I don't, I notice I don't always have the best night's sleep, but when I do put it in airplane mode, I, I sleep pretty much sound through the whole night, unless I have a puppy or a four-year-old come in and wake me <laughs> up. But <laughs> yeah. And that's really important, man. I, I didn't even mention that because it's so second nature to me, but yeah, my phone is always in airplane mode when I go to sleep and I never really still put it next to me. I, I try to put it as far away as I can, even though I'm in an RV. So it's not that far, but I don't sleep with it next to my face mm-hmm. and it's on airplane mode. And that's really important. You know, if people get into the science of that and how your brain can pick up on these light, uh, frequencies that you can't see while you're trying to sleep and it disrupts your REM sleep. Uh, that's really, you know, it's detrimental to a lot of bits of your health and stuff. So that's important. Yeah. And I've noticed too, like, just like 
we've been putting lights like not having as many lights on and we have dimmers in like the kitchen and stuff so like i keep everything low and i've noticed even with the kids they sleep better with the low lights and it's just there's so many things that people don't realize we're just constantly being bombarded with uh emfs every uh, just chemtrails i mean we can go into that and people still think that's fake and it's that drives me so crazy man that's like my biggest pet peeve Mm -hmm. yeah man that's not a natural cloud (laughs) yeah yeah i just had matt lamon on my show the other day and uh i've been a big fan of his for a long long time but yeah the chemtrails man i live right next to nasa i'm like 20 minutes away from nasa here in florida and bro i'm telling you i see chemtrails all day every day out there and when you do the research on what they're spraying dude and you realize that they're putting aluminum particles barium silver iodide yeah yeah, sulfur oxide all these things that are literally like poison not only to us but the environment personally i think that's like the biggest um thing or whatever like in our lifetimes like that's the biggest issue in our lifetimes is how not only are they perpetuating this quote-unquote climate crisis by doing the things they're doing with geoengineering, but they're also affecting us, you know, on a physical level and on a spiritual level with all these nanoparticulates and things like that, that we're just being bombarded with all the time. Yeah, man. And it's, it goes, you know, into everything stuff people are injecting into themselves. I'm not going to say too much on that, but like, (laughs) it's just, it's insane, man. It's like, we, you have to believe like the terrain theory with that stuff, like just everyone's environment. And like you said, being in the woods, being in nature, being away from it, like you just feel, I work outside a lot now and it's just completely different. I was working in like a dirty ass garage, cleaning cars and I felt like shit some days. And it's just cause you're constantly just literal particles are flying all over you. And stuff. Yeah. So, and <laughs> Dude, it's just crazy to me that people still will like say all oh, chemtrails are you're a conspiracy theorist you believe in those chemtrails i'm like look up in the sky <laughs> like let's yeah. go outside right now i'm in new york i mean we see them all the time too and it's it's just crazy man i got a tip for you on that man because I, I used to do that that used to be my first go-to was just look bro just look and then the people are just too cognitively dissonant to realize what they're looking at so i have a document that i it's on my phone it's the noah's report on weather modification projects that are happening right now real time and it's like 100 pages long there's like 100 results on each page and it tells you every all the different things that that they're doing with geoengineering just in the united states there's thousands of projects so i keep that document on hand when people question me i'm like hold on one second pull it up and i'm like just read just just browse through this list and just tell me what you see and then they look at the link and they're like, wow, that's an official government link. Not to say that everything the government says is legit, but for the normies, it is. So that usually that usually wakes them up pretty quick. Yeah. Like the thing that I always get people onto is like <laughs> when uh, like Instagram or I'm not on Facebook. So like when Instagram fact checks the CDC website, yeah. <laughs> it's false information. I'm like, tell me, please explain to me how this is false information. But yep. Um, you said something in, you said you were a pendant. What's that? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I saw an ad for it one day and it was like, this is a EMF ELF, uh, blocking pendant. I guess it's made out of certain types of metals and, and crystals and materials. 
and it's just like a little black pendant it's got like the flower of life printed on it and uh apparently it helps to deflect some of those you know uh what do you call them like radiation frequencies away from the pendant and i got it situated so it sits like right where your your heart chakra would be so i like to think that it's helping at least mitigate the effects on my heart chakra you know what i mean yeah and that's that's interesting i was going to ask does it have crystals in it like do you know what kind of crystals it's got in there uh, i don't remember i mean you can't see them again it just looks like a black you know thing or whatever um but yeah when i bought it it had like a description but you know i didn't read it because it mm-hmm. reminds me of directions so i was like yeah i'll just put it on <laughs> Did you, um, cause you had the hatter on too. Do you, do you do anything with crystals or anything like that? I used to back in the day and I want to get back into it. Um, cause I do believe in that stuff, but no, I don't have any crystals on hand. I might have one stashed away somewhere, but no, nah, I don't really have any of that. All right. But yeah, cause I'll just say like, again, I used to think that shit was satanic and then I started like just kind of keeping them around, holding on to them and stuff. And Maybe it's just placebo effect, but I've noticed a pretty big difference in my my day-to-day life just carrying mm-hmm. some shit in my pocket. Well, even if it is a placebo, and I agree with you, I don't think it is. I think there is some true energies attached to crystals, which is why I want to get back into it. But even if it is just a placebo, your mind is the most powerful thing in this universe. Exactly. You know, there's studies where people have literally cured their own cancer because they thought they were getting a treatment that was a placebo. And they go back to the doctor in six months and the cancer is completely gone. And the doctor's like, wait a minute, I just gave you saline solution. And then they hear that and then they the cancer comes back and they're dead in three months. Right. And they relapse. Like, yeah, exactly. So your mind is super powerful. So even if you just think that it's helping, it's helping. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, so we're right around an hour. I, I want to keep going a little bit if you're cool with that. Yeah, we can go for a little while if you want. Yeah. Um, so Let's go back to psychedelics because I've never done psychedelics and I'm sorry, we're jumping all over the no, place. No, that's cool, man. That's, just... <laughs> that's my style too, man. Yeah, that's how my mind works. I got severe ADHD. I know. <laughs> but so I've never done psychedelics. I've always been way too afraid. And now I have, you know, little kids in the house and stuff. So I'm going to hold off on that for at least a little while, obviously. But um, what can one like, how did you get into that in the first place? Was it just when you were yeah. younger? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, uh, t- 10 years, 12 years ago, maybe, um, you know, I, again, I used to be a real big stoner, right? So I hung out with all the stoner hippies and there was about a year of my life where I wasn't wearing shoes, you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to ground. I was deep, man. I was deep level hippie. Right. And, um, somebody approached me one day and, you know, I had taken LSD a few times, so I kind of had a little bit of, you know, a feel for psychedelics. And somebody came to me with some DMT one day and they were like, yo, man, try this DMT. And at that time in my life, I was like, yeah, bro, let's do it. Fire it up. Right. And dude, I'm telling you, that was the most profound experience I've ever had in my life uh, on psychedelics or off. And, you know, I basically smoked this DMT and I laid down on the bed and I I blasted off as people say I was going through this vortex of colors and it was kind of like a, you know, like a screensaver, you know, where the colors are just going in a tunnel around you Mm -hmm. and I'm firing off through this vortex. And at some point, like it was terrifying, you know, I was having severe anxiety and I was kind of panicking at that moment. 
And then instantaneously, I broke through, as they say, I broke through whatever it is. And I was floating in zero gravity out in the void. It wasn't even deep space because there was no stars or anything. It was just the void. And I felt as if I was laying on my back because I guess I was in reality, but I was in zero gravity. And it's there was a a female energy that had its hands cupped kind of like you would do like in the, you know, I got the whole world in my hands Mm -hmm. motion and my head was in her hands and it was like telepathically telling me, you know, you're good, man. Everything's good. You're fine. Everything's good here. All that kind of stuff. And I existed in that space forever. I was there from before time existed until after time existed and when i woke up from that trip you know i immediately looked at my buddy and i was like dude oh my god how long has it been and he said i don't know 10 minutes and i just started crying because i realized at that moment that i existed forever within a 10 minute span and that changed my whole life so from then i was you know willing to take mushrooms and these kinds of things and get deeper into that kind of thing that, that's absolutely fascinating and it's funny there's like another little synchronicity the other day my son uh broke like this uh bowl he had right and just he was like can you fix it daddy and i was like nah man the only way i can fix this is with a time machine and he started crying he's being all dramatic and he's like there's no such thing there's no time machines i was like how do you know there's no time machines and he goes because time's not real <laughs> oh smart I like, kid <laughs> i was like damn and this is a four-year-old and he's he is smarter than me in a lot of ways <laughs> you know like i have book smarts but he's just on a different level but that's fascinating that all that existed in 10 minutes and you mentioned the like spinning vortex screensaver i've had that experience before right before like lucid dreams and it mm. almost feels like you're taking off in like I've only been in an airplane once, but you feel that like turbulence kind of taking you into there. And it almost feels like you hear an engine or something. And I'll just be laying on my bed and I'll start seeing those colors kind of moving around if my eyes are closed and everything. And then I just feel myself lifting off. And usually I snap myself out of it. But every once in a while, you just hit that where you just you get past that first initial like jolt and then you just you're gone and you're in this like crazy ass lucid dream. And that's fascinating. So, yeah, because DMT is something our brains produce naturally, right? Yeah, dimethyltryptamine. Yeah, apparently, and I don't, I'm not an expert on this either, but apparently it's what happens when you go into a deep uh, dream state. And also, uh, this might have been debunked, I don't know, but from what I used to understand that when you die, your brain pumps out all of the dimethyltryptamine or the natural versions of it. And uh, you have like that experience at the moment of death or just prior to death. So, yeah, it was it was profound, man. You know, I don't know. There's no way to even put it into words like the description I gave you is like such a base level description of the experience itself. But, yeah, it was totally like life shattering experience. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, like how would you explain that you were just I mean, you did a good job explaining it for sure. But it's just that's what do you think the female energy was? I think that was the architect, man. I think the being that I saw on the mushroom trip was, like I said, a high frequency being or possibly myself, you know, but that female entity that was comforting me, 
for all eternity, literally all eternity. I think that was the true architect or the true God figure that created everything, including time. And I think I was kind of experiencing, you know, what that is in that, in that moment, you know? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Cause I've always thought this too, like, um, you know, everyone refers to God as like the male, but when you think about it, like women are the, you know, the female is what creates life. Mm-hmm. So that makes so much sense. And, and it's not, it's beyond mother earth, you know, it's the universe that, that's a wild one, man. That's, and I mean, yeah, you took a psychedelic, but that's a paranormal experience right there. And, and a, I consider paranormal and the spiritual pretty much the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's spirituality and whatnot, but that's, that's like more of a belief system and what, and in my opinion, um, but yeah, any other crazy experiences on psychedelics or, uh, those are like the two most profound ones uh most of my other psychedelic trips were very much based in this 3d reality that we're in i mean i you know i've seen crazy visuals i've seen the trees talking you know i've walked down the street and i thought i was in a bob ross painting you know those types of things but those were the only two that i ever had that were like like something else was going on. Like I was being touched by some higher frequencies for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do you, do you think you were in possibly like a different dimension or a different? Yeah. Uh, that's a weird one because I, I do believe that we have multi dimensions and multidimensional beings and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if I was passing through them or in another one or if I was just on like a whole other frequency or like a whole other level within um, this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to say, you know, I'm not, I'm sure if Terrence McKenna was here, he could probably explain that better, but yeah, it's hard to say, man. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. That's, that's really amazing. Um, What, what is this? Do How many dimensions are there? You know, like what, how come so many people can vibrate on that frequency and yet the majority of people like because i truly believe like if we could get you you hear this all the time like the one percent you know and have they've twisted that like if one percent of everyone started vibing at a different frequency this world would be a different place and that goes back into like the saturn stuff which i'm still trying to learn about but i've heard you say before that like the golden age where saturn it was just pure bliss yeah you know you want to just jump into that a little bit and then yeah man um you know the the idea is and there's actually multiple ideas of this i don't think there's any one like right explanation of what the saturn golden age was i think the information has been manipulated too much over history for any person now to necessarily know the truth of that my perception of what that was was an age when saturn was the dominant celestial being in our sky uh i'm not going to use the word planet because i'm still on the fence about space but you know it was the dominant figure in the sky and we were um in perfect alignment with a few other celestial objects venus mars saturn and the earth uh through this electric universe electromagnetic uh i don't even know what to call it like perfect alignment and in that time 
from what I understand, the earth was shrouded in like a purple mist or a purple fog. And there was no passage of time because there was no day and night. We were just in a perpetual dusk, if you will. And, you know, we were all in harmony with the planet or whatever, the plane, whatever you want to call it. And all of the abundance, uh, you know, there was abundance everywhere. And then when the Saturn system got captured by the soul system, soul cast Saturn into the depths, right? Or, or you know, cast Kronos because Saturn is Kronos. And if you get into mythology, cast it off into the into the darkness. And we were then captured by the soul system. And that created the day and the night cycle and the weeks and the months and the seasons. And that fog dissipated. Now we're able to keep track of time. You know, we're able to uh, see all of the other uh, entities or stars or whatever out in the sky. And, but then this also created droughts with the seasons. It created wintertime and famines and these kinds of things. So the, the parasite classes, I like to call them, they are trying to bring about another new golden age like it used to be. You know, they worship Saturn and they want to bring back Saturn as the original sun. So they're doing all kinds of technological things like blocking the sun with SRMs, with chemtrails, uh, not to stop global warming, I think, but to actually block out soul's light so that, you know, they can bring about this new golden age uh, idea. I don't remember the other part of your question. I totally got off on a rant there. and lost No, it. that's fascinating because like when you hear people talk about the Saturn stuff, it's like, oh, it's all satanic. It's demonic. It's It was a terrible thing. And then like you're describing it as like this blissful period that people are trying to get back to. And then so I'm like conflicted there. Like, is this something we want to get back to or is it something that's even possible? Because then you hear the other end of it where it's like the sun you know, the sun does so much good for our skin. It's vitamin D. It's, you know, it cures mm-hmm. things. And so that's where I always get kind of confused with this stuff. And then I always wonder, too, like you said, about the whole space thing and like whether or not I wouldn't say I'm a flat earther. I tend to think this could be like a hologram simulation more than that. But regardless of what it is, it's. I don't know, like how does that fit into the, the, the I'll just say the flat earth model? Like, yeah. Cause they um, use like the NASA model to kind of describe this stuff. And that's still, I, I don't believe that, you know? Right. And I'm with you. I don't either. So I don't put a whole lot of weight into that. However, we got to also understand that the parasite class likes to invert and pervert everything. Right. So I believe that that's what they believe. I believe that they believe that whole thing I just laid out. So they're mm-hmm. trying to bring about like a technological version of that. That doesn't necessarily mean that that is what happened, <clears throat> but they believe that and their worship of Saturn and all that stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they just perverted what really happened to their own little cult, you know, the Saturn death cult mindset. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're saying it's this paradise, but what does it mean for everyone else? Exactly. And we, and you know, us, you know, you and me as the humans we are now could have totally been manipulated by other beings in history, right? Call them the Anunnaki or whoever the hell you want to, you know, blame for that. So we're fitted to, like you said, absorb uh, 
the frequencies from the sun. So that's what we need now. But these parasitic creatures, whether they're reptilians or mantids or whatever they are, they don't operate on the same frequency as us. So they might actually not like the sun. I mean, the idea of vampires being burned by the sun, you know what I mean? And right. And, and vampires go back to Vlad, the impaler, who was one of these elite parasites. So it, you know, I like to think that the parasite class just isn't, they're not fitted to be here absorbing the light from soul. And they're trying to do what they can to change that for their benefit, despite what happens to us. Yeah. And that's, you bring up the Anunnaki and stuff. And then it, it always brings me to like, end time stuff and project blue beam and things like that i mean you just you can go down the rabbit hole but i i think i heard you talking about this in an episode too you're saying like uh the because the anunnaki were the ones that were doing the um like transhumanism or like the hybrid type shit too right yeah like gene splicing yeah and it could have been more than that they could have been doing deep level like spiritual manipulation and things like that kind of like what we're dealing with now you know it might not have been so simple as just let's merge a fish with another fish or something they could have been like tampering with alternate frequencies and i personally think the anunnaki were doing the genetic stuff but they were also like incorporating uh other dimensional beings into this dimension kind of like what cern is doing right so the Mm -hmm. the head of cern was caught on video saying we're pulling data from alternate dimensions and we're bringing them into ours and if you think about that in a computer context if you have a computer code and you introduce foreign code into it what happens you get like an error code or a blue screen right and that's where you get like the mandela effect stuff and all of that so i think what cern is doing now is similar to what the anunnaki were doing then yeah and i did so like going to the paranormal i always think like cryptids and stuff like going back to bigfoot and things like uh, just from other podcasts I listen to and stuff like so many more people are seeing weird things, whether it's Bigfoot or like the dog man or just like uh, the Alabama gator man, whatever people are seeing this stuff. And some of it is obviously you can chalk it up to misidentification or whatever, but it just makes you wonder, like, are they doing these type of, you know, genetic mutations and possibly underground and these things are coming out? and we're seeing it more and then if you go back to like the bible with the end times they say you're gonna see shit like it was in the days of noah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so that's just fascinating to me man yeah have you ever got into uh pocket dimensions you ever heard that term i've heard the term but i you know refresh me (laughs) so basically like and and i this is another thing i'm not an expert at but from what I understand, a pocket dimension is like you could um, have a, t- a tiny space in this 3D reality where you can step into a pocket dimension. So the example I hear a lot is like you could be out in one of these national parks. And this might be why people go missing in the national parks. But you can go out to a national park and there could be a tree. And it's just a normal tree, you know. But inside this tree is this pocket dimension. And if you could somehow change your frequency to get into that pocket dimension inside the tree it could be i don't know it could be the size of a planet in there for all we know with beings doing all kinds of stuff so like these other beings like bigfoot or whatever i like to think just for shits and giggles that these cryptids live within these pocket dimensions and that's why they're so elusive because they have the ability to 
you know, vibrate themselves and literally disappear behind a tree because they actually went into a pocket dimension that could be the size of another world for them. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because, well, two things. Like, I always think when, when, as soon as you said that, I thought of the scene from Men in Black or Men in Black 2 where he opens up the locker and there's the whole world in there. Exactly. Predictive programming. Yeah. Right. And then my wife, who is very empathic and stuff, she, had an experience where we were walking in this uh, park up here in Saratoga and it's a natural spring up there. And she was walking there by herself one day and she lit, there's like a little Creek that runs down one of the walkways. And she saw, I guess the best way to say is like fairies and like little people. And it was just like a quick flash, but they were like near this stream. And then as soon as she like looked back to see it again, they were gone. And and she has no reason to lie about that. I believe her a hundred percent because there's a crazy energy at this particular park and it is a natural spring with it's like world famous water. They used to use it for healing and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I would definitely think that that kind of stuff could exist in that. And then I also think that there could be some, you know, not government, but uh, like you said, the parasite class, messing with this stuff and somehow it's it's crossing over into this reality yeah well i mean um you know there's a lot of people who will say that the ufos right or the uaps that they're not necessarily shooting off at thirty thousand miles an hour and just disappearing into the void right but they're actually uh ripping a hole or creating a small pocket dimension in front of the craft and literally zipping into it so that's why they appear to just be gone and they could be floating right above us right now. And then as soon as you look at it, you know, they have the ability to sense that kind of like with the observer effect with particle physics. So you look at it and as soon as you observe it, they have the ability to just pop into this pocket dimension, you know, where they're just not visible to us anymore. And, you know, the, the parasite class definitely has that technology. I mean, I have a list of patents that I've dug up over the years that talk about all these kinds of things. So and again, those could be like planted information, psyop stuff, of course. But it's interesting that, you know, that technology apparently does exist in the 3D world. And those parasites have patented a lot of that stuff, you know? Yeah. And the whole patent thing, too. Like when you start looking at just like the history of like what can get patented and not like it's it's crazy, man. Oh, dude, Jeff. We could go on for freaking hours, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, definitely could. Do you want to wrap it up here and let everyone know where they can find you? And yeah, man. Um, and we should definitely do this again sometime oh, for, for sure. sure. You for know. Sure. Um, but yeah, people can find me. It's really easy. Uh, I mean, I'm on all the platforms like everybody else is. I try to send people to my website just because a lot of my shit gets pulled off of everywhere. I mean, it's the shadow band podcast, so you can imagine I'm being pretty much banned everywhere. Um, but if you go to shadowbandpodcast.com, everything's there. The videos, the audio, got a shop over there. I'm working on building a Patreon right now. So you can pretty much find everything at the website, shadowbandpodcast.com. Rock and roll, man. I love your show. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, I, I can send you the audio if you want to do this as a swap cast. It's up to you. Yeah, shoot it over to me, man. I'll totally put it on mine. Definitely. But uh, Jeff, thank you again. This was a really cool conversation. And I'm, we're definitely going to do it again because 
we could just go on for hours, dude. So, yeah, man. And I appreciate you, man. I listen to your show all the time. And, uh, I actually, you know, reached out to, uh, Firestride because I heard him on Matt's show and then I heard him, uh, on your show. And I was like, man, I gotta talk to this guy. So you've helped me kind of do some content on my end too, man. So I love your show as well. And yeah, I appreciate it. I'm actually setting up a, my first, uh, I'm calling it the United We're Banned. And it's going to be kind of like uh, the shit show or the master debaters that Matt does. So I'm setting that up. And when I set that up, man, you'll be one of the first people I hit up to bring on there for it. Dude, definitely. Just let me know and I'll make it happen. Cool, man. Rock and roll. All right. Thank you again, buddy. Absolutely. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And that's the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and leave me a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. It takes like two minutes, tops. And uh, just leave me a nice review. Or if you don't like the show, leave me a negative review. But write something. You know, don't just leave a one star like those cowards out there that just put the one star and hide. I know who you are. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if you do like the show, that would help this show grow significantly if you would leave a nice five-star review and uh share the show with people you know send it out there if you if you heard something on here that resonated well with you or whatever just send it around to people and the show will grow and we'll get more and more guests on and more and more episodes um yeah so thank you so much for listening and like i said at the beginning if you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience you want to talk about conspiracies or anything unconventional Send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. Thank you so much, folks. Uh, Your feedback means the world to me. And the fact that anyone's listening is really, truly amazing to me. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode.